time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with host Dana Rodriguez and technical editor Kira Pace and educator Lori Fisher. KALW, San Francisco. And it's got to be our moderator, Mr. Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter. Hope you are having a lovely weekend, and I hope you enjoyed the election last Tuesday. I think I did. So please settle back and give us an hour of your time tonight, because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So that's what we are looking for, your participation. We love to hear from you, and it's a good time to call in right now. Uh, Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions and hopefully your answers. 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255 or 415-841-4134. We want to take as many calls as we can. We'll be giving you questions momentarily. And uh, just to remind you, it's always best to call a little earlier in the show. Uh, That way we can hear the full breadth of your wonderful question uh, or answer. So uh, give us a call soon, but we'll take as many calls as we can over the hour. And uh, let's see, just to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter one at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That's the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. If you would like to uh, email us, it's always great to hear from you. So feel free to do that any old time. If you'd like to hear us in live stream, that is at K-A-L-W.org. And of course, if you'd like to hear the podcast, it should be up in a reasonable manner. After our show tonight, also at KALW.org and many other places, uh, many, many other places, but start with KALW. I'm sure they appreciate that. So all that being said, we will start with a round of introductions. And here's the pithy one that Kira sent me. Kira Pace learned it from watching you. Okay. <laughs> learned it from watching you. Okay. Yeah. I was, sorry. I was feeling very very Gen X-y and angsty. Uh, Lori Fisher is relieved that having gathered umbrellas, galoshes, and even rubber duckies in preparation for the red tsunami, tidal wave, or downpour that never came, he can put all of that stuff back in the closet and, at least for the moment, enjoy this blue sunshine. I am. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, tries to be a kind person, but he can't help feeling a little schadenfreude over the midterms. All right. Yeah. I let myself do that. Anyway, all right. And we'll begin the questioning with Kira Pace. Okay. Sorry. I'm typing one last thing because I I changed one little piece of question. But all right. Uh, So I'm not going to use that. Uh, I'm going to give you a pair of television shows or movies. uh, And for each pair, you tell me the actors in... Uh, in each half, whose names together perform, uh, form a before and after. So, for example, if I said Office Space and Beverly Hills Cop, you might answer uh, Mike Judge Reinhold. Does that make sense? Uh, no. 
<laughs> Do it again. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to give you, uh, I'll give you two movies or two right. television shows. And then okay. uh, in one of the, uh, in one of the movies or television shows, there'll be an actor. And in the other movie or television show, there'll be an actor. And uh, together, their names will form a before and after. So in the example I gave, uh, Mike Judge, who is uh, has a small role in Office Space, um, and uh, what did I say? Beverly Judge. Hills Cop, uh, Judge Reinhold's in that. So you put those together and you get Mike Judge Reinhold. So in every case, we're gonna, there's going to be three names and they're going to share the middle name. Yes, right? or and, at least three names, but they yeah. will share a name. And the the order you say them will be the order they appear in. So whichever comes first, that will be the first of the two names or three names, whatever it is. That right. is correct. All right. I sort of understand. Dana, do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll let's see. go ahead anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the first one is Dr. Zhivago and National Lampoon's Vacation. So two movies, Dr. Zhivago and National Lampoon's Vacation. The second one is Hocus Pocus and Best in Show. Hocus Pocus and Best in Show. Number three is Trading. How how many are there? Uh, I have six movies and then a television show. Okay. Okay. The third is uh, Trading Places and Revenge of the Nerds. So Trading Places, the movie, and Revenge of the Nerds. The next one is uh, The Kid Brother. And airplane, the kid brother, and airplane. Next is Snowpiercer, and it's a mad, 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 mad world. Again, Snowpiercer, and it's a mad, 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 mad world. Number six is Sorted Lives and the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Sorted Lives. And the Ten Commandments. And then I have uh, a television pair, uh, Heart to Heart and Deadwood. Television show, Heart to Heart and Deadwood. Lori, go ahead. Well, I think we're going to have to collaborate. And some of these I don't I don't know the word. So Dr. Shivago, I'm thinking it's Julie Christie and then somebody in... What was the the vacation? It was National Lampoon's vacation. So, so somebody whose uh, first name is Christie. So like Christie. Um, oh, she's pretty, and I kind of know Yamaguchi. Uh, I don't think she was in that. The ice no. skater. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but uh, we're headed in the right direction, Kira. Is that correct? Yes, that one? Okay. that's correct. Okay, and then heart to heart, I. I'm thinking it's Stephanie. Isn't Stephanie Powers in that? Wasn't she with Robin? Uh, yes, Stephanie Powers is in it. And there's an actor called Powers Booth. So I'm thinking it's Stephanie and Powers Booth, but I don't know for sure. I don't I recall don't... Powers Booth. Uh, Powers it, Booth, it, as it turns out, is an actor who is in the uh, television show Deadwood. So you are correct. Oh, you get a bell cool. for that. All right, good job. Deadwood is Stephanie Powers Booth. And I think you're thinking Julie Christie Brinkley. Uh, yes. for National Lampoon Vacation. Yes, Julie okay. Christie Brinkley is correct for Doctor okay. Zhivago in National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay. And and then do you have one? Do you have any more? I have one more percolating. No, go ahead. Snowpiercer. Okay, I'm thinking in Mad 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 Worlds, it's Spencer Tracy's. So is there 
Octavia Spencer Tracy. Octavia Spencer is indeed in Snowpiercer. Spencer Tracy is in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. So Octavia Spencer Tracy is correct. Nice job. The rest of yours, Dana. Thank you. I think I'm going to leave them to the audience uh, or think about them for a little bit. Anyway, okay, go down the list of what you have left. All right. So what I have left are uh, Hocus Pocus and Best in Show, Trading Places and Revenge of the Nerds, The Kid Brother and Airplane, uh, Sorted Lives and The Ten Commandments. And since Lori actually took so many off the list, I'm going to add one more that works either as a movie pair or as a TV pair. As a movie pair, they would be Bad Santa and Steel Magnolias. And as a TV pair, they'd be Futurama and Shears. And it's the so, same answer. Same right? answer. All right. All right. Uh, and um, all right, Lori, you go ahead, too. All right. Mine is a list, but people don't have to write down anything for this one. I've been thinking, I believe it or not, I was listening to Taylor Swift's new CD which I actually like quite a lot. And a whole bunch of the songs on it, maybe six or seven, have one-word titles. So I was thinking about great songs with one-word titles. Here's my question. From 1957 to 1968, there were eight songs, number one songs on Billboard 100 that were a single word, and it was the name of a woman. So I'm looking for those eight songs. There were also two in that time period that were names of single words and names of men. But that's sort of a bonus point. So I'm looking for the name. They're all well-known songs since they were number one songs. From 1957 to 1968, there were eight songs in which the uh, title of the song was a single word. It was the name of a woman. What were they? Tammy. That's one of them. That's, and uh, you also got to throw in the artist, too. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. That's the earliest of them. Very nice. All right. Kara, what do you got? I, you know, I know I will have something in a moment, but right okay. now what my brain is doing is it keeps throwing things like Barbara Ann. Like, no, that's two words. That's I right. also not number one, but that's what my head is doing at the moment. So I'm going to need a minute and then I will. That's okay. I'm going right. to pop in with a, a Dana, one. Dana, you got another? Layla? Layla wasn't in that time period. I don't think it was number one. Okay, mm. I think it's, uh, it didn't show up on my list. Another good guess. So this yeah. has to be... Uh... 57 uh, through 68. Oh, know. 68. All right. Yeah. And, and it ha- it's, can't be country or anything like that. Well, it, none of these are. Uh, some of these are more folk than rock, but this was the regular Billboard 100. So if there were other ones in other lists, um, I don't know. But a couple of these slip over, I think. And I would say none of them are hard rock at all. They're all very easy listening. And again, uh, there's two additional ones that are just men's names. But those were harder. I was surprised about right. that. I'd like to point out that right now my head is telling me Peggy Sue because my brain cannot count. Can't count to one. <laughs> Peggy Sue and Barbara Ed will be next week's question where I go for two words. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but keep them on there as an asterisk. I so can't imagine at, Simon and Garfunkel's Cecilia is on the list, is it? It's not. It wasn't number one. I didn't think it was. Yeah, yeah but that, was, you're thinking lesser right. known. Yeah. yeah. At least I got down to one name. So you I did. That. You did. We're, I got we're, that going for me. We're past Barbara nice. Ann and Peggy mm-hmm. Sue. So we're looking for the names of number one songs from 57 to 68 that are. Oh, super, Donna. Donna. Uh, no, Donna. Oh. I thought you had it. Oh, Thank actually, you. no. Isn't it? It's called Oh, Donna anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think All so. right. But close. One oh. kind of sounds Meh. like Donna. Is that an Irish song? Oh, yeah. uh, did Frankie Avalon's Venus make it on the list? Uh, there is a Frankie Avalon song, but it's not. Oh, what'd you say? 
Venus. If that's correct, Venus. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Oh, very good. All right, you got there one. There you go. 1959. Okay. Very and nice. then what about uh, was it Shocking Blue with Venus? You know, Shocking Blue is on my list. It's just past the de- deadline. Oh, okay. It's 1970, but I say she gets a bell for that one too. Dana, okay. we have the bell. Yes. Okay. I don't have any more Venus. Well, that's good. I you mean, Bananarama two. later, but I don't know that they were another that's too one. Late. That. All right. No. Before we get to a call, I um, Janice. Uh, just emailed me and said, Sarah Jessica Parker Posey. So is that uh, Hocus Pocus and um, Best in Show? from email is absolutely correct. Oh, that's Hocus great. Pocus and Best in Show is Sarah Jessica Parker Posey. <laughs> Good job, Janice. Thank Good you. job, Janice. Good email. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Good evening, Tom and Debbie and Napa. Hi. Hi, hi. Uh, a, a couple guesses um, on those one-word song titles. Um, Angie by the Stones. You know, give them a bell. It's 1973, so it's just off the list, but I like hearing it. So, yes, Rolling oh, Stones, song. Angie. Yeah. Um, I think this is the name of uh, Michelle by the Beatles. Well, you know, I don't think... Give them a bell. Michelle, it didn't turn up on my list. I'm not sure that was the correct title or if it made number nope. one. It is the title. I don't think it made number one, but it's certainly in the genre. So let's let's have a bell for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, I'll give it. Yeah. And wasn't there a song I don't remember by who called Brandy? Brandy, you're a fine girl. Ooh. Good. I don't think it was number one. No. Okay. But, yeah. So you're you're all competing with the 49ers tonight. Uh-oh. Uh So in the spirit of football. Um, it turns out there is one franchise that is uh, publicly traded, publicly owned. In fact, they've had six stock, stock sales uh, in their history uh, as a way of raising money. Do you Green Bay Packers, Packers I mean, isn't it? The Green Bay Packers? It is. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was easy. <laughs> it was in the Times today, but uh, that's because they're the poorest team. They have to do that to raise money. Interesting. Right. Interesting. They apparently raised sixty-five million in their last offering uh, this last mm. winter. So, well, go Forty ers I say. Um, speaking of poor, someone, as you know, out there won the Powerball jackpot two point zero four billion dollars. Thank you. <laughs> uh, wasn't you, right? No. No. Um, no. So that person is in California. And how much state tax or what percentage of state tax are they going to pay on their winnings? Mm. And in a sense, I guess you could say this is a trick question. I don't know. Didn't they? I know they said what what they would get after taxes if they took it in one lump sum, which was something like it's like nine hundred ninety something million. It was even less than that, actually. It might have been in the eight hundreds. Um, uh, well, the the answer is zero. Um, when you scratch the surface, very interesting. Fed versus state. There's nine states in the United States where there is no state tax on Powerball winnings. Uh, and California is one of those nine states. Uh, I guess the rest of my question could be, you want to take a guess at what any of the other eight 
remaining states are that do not tax Powerball. And well, if only I'd known that, I might have bought a ticket. Um, <laughs> would have improved your odds. Yeah. I have no idea which states would be like that. How and about Delaware? literally all over the map. <laughs> How about Delaware? Yes, and that's they have a reputation for various ways to, to save money. and Yeah, to dodge taxes. Yeah, yeah. Del- Delaware is, is one of the other nine that uh, don't tax that. About uh, how about something? Well, I would I would think that that they would be more conservative states. That sounds like a fairly conservative fiscal half policy. And half. half and half. Half and half. So maybe like a uh, maybe you know a North or South Dakota or uh, like a Mississippi kind of thing. Very good. South 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 Dakota is is correct. Uh, not two, north. two of the the big boys out there. If you ever talking about. California, in any context, nationally, two other states almost. New York and Pennsylvania? Uh, I was thinking more like Texas and Florida. Right. <laughs> okay. I was trying Texas, to think of liberal states. Florida, New Hampshire, Tennessee, hmm. Washington, and Wyoming. So it's actually, you know, something of a mix of, of red and blue states and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the others all tax uh, varying degrees. Um the low end is about three percent, and the high end is about eleven percent. Uh, so I'll let you go quick. But get any guess? Low end, high end? State? Yeah, no. You I mean, should just fill in that yeah, gap for us. North, North Dakota, for some reason, charges two point nine, and Washington D.C. charges ten point seven five, or charges hmm. you know taxes. Two hundred over two hundred million dollars. Wow. <laughs> But I wouldn't feel sorry for this winner. So nope. thank you. Yeah. Love the show. Thank you. Good night. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 5 p.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, area code 415-841-4134 with a question or answer. 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. Our panel tonight, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, who actually still does teach at Diablo Valley College. And uh, I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. All right, let me give you a couple of questions here. And we'll start with this. What are the two most common women's names, first names, okay, the two most common women's first names in the United States that have 10 letters or more? Wow. What are the two most common women's first names in the United States that have 10 letters or more? Well, Elizabeth just has nine, right? Did I, I That's correct. Like, right, and so one I'm... guess each on this. Okay, now it doesn't count because that didn't have 10 letters, okay? <laughs> um... Well, I can't help it if you can't count, so it's... <laughs> well, it's, I got to do it quickly. All right. So once more, what are the two most common women's first names in the United States that have 10 letters or more. Oh. All right. Now I have nothing. I also keep uh, the the longest I get is nine. Me too. Right. Ste- Stephanie. Barbara Ann probably yeah. doesn't count. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Take that over. Okay. And then I will ask you this. What are the eight most wasted foods in the Western world? In other words, what are the eight most wasted foods in the Western world 
in terms of the throwing out or, or um, you know, um, waste uh, not used and by by their expiration date. So, is this stuff that like consumers are throwing out, or is this like wasted? It's both, like it's, crops, it's, it's like unsold. It's it's consumers throw it out. It's overall. So, but, but but it's not like at the end of a meal in a restaurant, how much pasta is left on the plate. It would be more like the raw pasta. I would say my... no, no, okay. don't do that. I would say in as a bulk item. So what are the eight most wasted foods in the Western world? I'm not going to refer any brand names, obviously. I'm just okay. looking for a generic name. I, I, and are any of them refrigerated? And that's why we waste them? We throw them out before they're done? I think you could possibly refrigerate any of them. Um, but do any of them have? Because I was thinking milk, but... I'm thinking more yes, like that. Yes, milk is one. Okay. Milk is one. What about right. eggs? Eggs are not, weirdly okay. enough, in the eight anyway. So, again, what are the eight most wasted foods in the Western world? And this is according to the, uh, I think, a survey done by the United Nations. And uh, and milk is one. Or milk is actually number three, but it's one of the eight. Okay. Uh, and uh, the first question was, what are the two most common women's first names in the United States that have 10 letters or more? And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Peter and Bernal. Hi. Uh, I don't have any answers today, but I do have a question. Yes. I'm looking for the name of a river that, uh, although it is just shy of 2,000 miles long, only has four bridges across it. It flows through two different countries, and the uh, name of it is uh, from a uh, language of uh, a people that live alongside it that uh, means uh, long white river. I don't know. I kind of want to guess Amazon just because that would be surprising that there are only four bridges, but I don't. Amazon River actually has no bridges. No okay. bridges, yes. Yeah. That's come up. Uh, all right. Give me that question once more. I want to make sure I understand. That was impossible. Okay. The, this uh, river flows through different two different countries. Um, the It's 2,000 miles long, has uh, only four bridges. Uh, the name of it is from a uh, language of a people that live alongside it. It means Long White River. Hmm. Uh, so if you told us the continent it was on, would that would that give it away? It would certainly help. So would I be off? I'm going to guess the Yangtze. No. Okay. Not the Congo. No. So four bridges, two countries. In one of the countries, uh, in the first country that it flows through, it is the second longest river. And in the other country that flows through, it is the third longest river in that country. So is this in Africa? Can I ask if I, if I, it is not in Africa. Okay. So my first guess was Zambezi, which is wrong, obviously. No. Is it uh, in Europe? It is not in Europe. Okay. Right. 
must be, I'm going to say it's in Asia. Would I be, how would I do yeah. if I guess it the Asia? It is not in Asia. Oh my goodness. Then is it a Native American name from North America? It is. All right. Oh. So, well, we have many Native American named rivers, I, I would guess. Uh, which have four bridges in 2,000 miles and, right, and it goes through two countries, right? Yes. That's what you said. Okay. But, but probably more than two states. Oh, uh, uh, only one state. Only one state. One state. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no. Ooh. So, is the other country uh, Mexico? No. Oh, well, it's Canada, <laughs> then, I guess. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, and, I don't. And think mo- I most can do this. most of the miles must be in Canada, right? Um, about half. Yeah. So a thousand miles in one state. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a lot. Go, yeah. Going kind of. Oh, that would put it in Alaska then, right? Yes. Yeah. That's good. So Very good. I can name exactly zero uh, Alaskan <laughs> rivers. Well, the Yukon. It's the same. I have Is the that same a river as well? it. All, right, All right. Nice job. You got nice it. Nice work. Good work. Very Ooh. good. Exhausting. Thanks, guys. Good show. Thank you. Good questions. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey there, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, for your um, wasted foods, is it, did they have something generic like vegetables in general? Yeah, they, they classify it as leafy greens with three in particular that are wasted. Would you like to sort of break it down just a little bit? Maybe spinach? Yes, that's one. Lettuce? That's two. What else? One that's kind of trendy. uh, Kale. 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 Kale's correct. Very good. You got all three. Very good. (laughs) But that just counts as one thing, or is that kind of... Yeah, they they just, they broke it down to leafy greens, but, I mean, they they said leafy greens, but then they broke it down actually to the three. Okay. but that counts anyway, as one on your list of eight, not yeah, three. Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. Okay. So we just have two of the eight, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Sure. Um, all my other guesses were taken already. So um, question for you. Um, how many museums and galleries make up the Smithsonian Institution? There are... So let me think for a minute. So are you counting just the ones in Washington, D.C.? Because I think they have some satellites. Um, there are. So there are two in New York City, one right. in Virginia, and the rest are in Washington, D.C. All right. So how I, many altogether? I'm going to say 10. Is that Any other way guys? off? I think, yeah, it's, is it like 18? 18? Almost, it's 19. 19, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, good job. And then there, there's one other uh, organization besides those that uh, joins to make it or even 20 organizations. Do you know what that, uh, that 20th um, organization is? Hmm. Not a museum could, or gallery. Could you repeat the question? Um, so there's 19 museums and galleries that make up this Smithsonian Institution, but there's a 20th organization that's also a part of the Smithsonian Institution. It's 
not a museum but it's, or a gallery. It's it's not a museum or a gallery, but people can right. visit it in some yes. way. Yes. Is it a li- is it a library or archive? No. Is it a park or a zoo? It is the National Zoological Park. Yeah. Oh, good job. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thank gave you. you a bell, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kira, I think Kira gets a bell on that. All right. Yeah. All right. All right thanks. thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. We also hope you will give us a call with question or answer. Uh, the two numbers are 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And Kira, I believe it's your turn. Sure. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I was feeling very Gen X-y today. So here's a Gen X <laughs> movie question. It totally counts as a movie question. Uh Say Anything from 1989 and Coming to America from 1988 both feature characters singing a bad cover version of what 1977 song (laughs) whose best-known version was a good cover version from 1985. Again, (laughs) Say Anything from 89 and Coming to America from 88 both feature characters singing a bad cover version of what 1977 song whose best known version was a good cover from 1985. So bonus points if you can name the characters. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Say that. Say that last part again. Oh, just that bonus point. If you can name the characters who do this bad cover version in each movie. So we're looking for the song. There's the one song, song that's yes. in both There's movies. There's a song. So a character in Say Anything and a character in Coming to America uh, each sing the same song and they sing it poorly. <laughs> um, I, think, I, think, I think we can all agree that uh, they are amusingly bad covers of a song that <laughs> was uh, a hit in 1977 and a much bigger hit in 1985. Well, I know Peter Gabriel was in that, and he that that's the one of the boombox songs. The what it was is the boombox song in your in eyes. your eyes? Yeah. But that is not the answer. That is not it. Okay. I do not believe in your eyes features in Coming to America at all. Uh, all right, and nobody nobody covers in your eyes in Say Anything. It's just actually played on the boombox. Right. Okay, say, say anything is the John Cusack. You know, in yeah. the Sky movie, yes. right? Okay, yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay, so there's a course. Okay, is it John Cusack who sings it? badly no oh oh donovan is her father and he oh no that's jennifer juniper which probably was not a one word number one hit so okay (laughs) well we're back on that now another two words another two words and also there's no way jennifer juniper was top in the billboard chart all right give the uh give your question just once more All right. Say Anything from 1989 and Coming to America from 1988 both feature characters singing a bad cover version of what 1977 song whose best known version was a good cover from 1985? This is a great intro. It's like a Russian doll box with, you know, I kept thinking there's many answers, but we just want the song that they cover. Right. And all. Yeah. I don't I don't know. The answer to all of this is a single song title. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, all right. The only other thought I had is Neil Diamond. Ooh. 
Is there anything to do with Neil Diamond coming to America? No. He wrote a no, song called I don't Coming mean, to America. Yeah, right? it's called, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called Just America, I think. But no, it's, it? I don't think that's no, featured think in either movie. Coming to America. But, but anyway. Uh, it might be, but still, no, it's not in Coming to America. It's definitely not in Say Anything. I think the only movie where you hear people poorly cover Neil Diamond is Saving Silverman. Like, I can't think of any other movies with, like, bad. Well, you put a lot of thought into that. <laughs> there's, there's some movie where people sing Sweet Caroline. It's that Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore movie. All I don't right. know if it's covered. Oh. A whole huge crowd sings it at Fenway. Oh, Park. yeah. Fever Pitch. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's That's not it. get too far in the weeds here. Right. <laughs> too late. Um, all right. Okay. Interesting question. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi. The uh, is the song. It's not red, red wine, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, I feel like that's done plenty of bad covers. Um, see, the wasted, wasted food. How about bread? Yes, bread. Very good. And uh, bananas. Bananas also. Okay. And circus peanuts. No, not yet. <laughs> no one ever throws okay. those out. <laughs> they last, they last forever. forever. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, the women's names, uh, 10 letters or more. How about uh, Clementine? No, that's a very good guess, but no. Old. Evangeline? Uh, no. No, and Marguerite? Marguerite is one, yes. Mm. Yay. Yay. Very good. Right. Okay. good work. That is uh, number 314 in your <laughs> And we're looking for what, higher or lower on the list? Higher. Not, not that higher. it'll help. Okay. Much higher. All right. Much higher. All right. Mm. And uh, let's see. The, the, what was the one? Oh, Trading Places and Revenge of the Nerds I'm going to need help on. I know one is Jamie Lee Curtis for Trading Places. And Curtis. Uh, from Revenge of the Nerds, I can't think of his last name. It's not Mayfield, obviously. Um, <laughs> and not Tony Curtis. Uh-huh. No, so, no, but his first name, Curtis, the actor who was in uh, Revenge of the uh, Nerds. Moonlighting as well. True. True fact. Hmm. So somebody else we will should, get it. We should know help. That. And this is a comic actor? Yeah. It is, yeah, yes. Yeah. So. Name Curtis. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis... I don't know. Curtis. Tom, from wherever you are today, I will I will give you that you are half correct or you're most (laughs) of the way there. Thank you. You, Yeah. Yeah. I'll help somebody else do it. Okay. And then the question I have, I read this today. It's the uh guess the seventieth anniversary of the British pop charts starting, which I guess nineteen fifty two. Um and on those charts there's only been one single where the ba- both the band and the single name were palindromes. Different palindromes? <laughs> and, huh? Different palindromes? It's not the same. It's not one of those cases where the band name is also the song name, like Big Country that's or correct. something. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Do you want to tell us the year of the song, or would that be? Um, I'm not sure of the exact year, but it's the 70s. And is, is the song one word or multiple words? One word. Ah. One word. One word and, well, was, and the band's name. Yeah. And is the band's name one word or multiple words? One word. 
Well, wait a minute. Well, you, you mean like ABBA? Uh, that's the band. Oh, nice. Right. So we need a palindromic ABBA song. That's a one-word song. SOS? Oh, Very good. Nice. That's it. Good, good nice job. Work. Very good. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Dana, Dana awesome picking up always. some pop, pop music expertise. And you just and so schlocky, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you knew it. Great show. Thanks. Adios. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call, 415-841-4134 with a question or answer. We're toll-free, 866-798-8255. Let's quickly go through the questions we have out. Uh, Kira, we'll start with you. Okay, so for each of these television or movie uh, title pairs, uh, you tell me the actor uh, in each half whose names together form a before and after. So the ones we have left are... Trading Places and Revenge of the Nerds, uh, which we've already, we have half of, Jamie Lee Curtis, so we just need the other half. Uh, The other ones we have are The Kid Brother and Airplane, Sorted Lives and The Ten Commandments, and uh, a pair that works either with Bad Santa and Steel Magnolias or with Futurama and Cheers. Also, um, here's that question. Right. Say Anything from 1989 and Coming to America from 1988 both feature characters singing a bad cover version of what 1977 song whose best known version was a good cover from 1985? So a quick question before Laurie gets his. uh, The Kid Brother in Airplane. Mm -hmm. The Kid Brother. this, This seems a reach, but is this is not the Harold Lloyd Kid Brother, is it? It is the Harold Lloyd kid brother. Of course, I'm going to add some like super old movies on there for you. Oh, super old right. movies, yeah. Because for your you super old it. moderator. And no, I know what you, know you like. So, you so finish it. Well, kid brother is 1927, uh, and that's Harold Lloyd. I, I so know. then you have Harold Lloyd Bridges. I would that's say it. Harold Lloyd Bridges is correct. <laughs> All right. Okay. Excellent. Okay. There we go. I'm sorry, Ann. Laurie, you go ahead. I just have my question about, um, from 1957 to 1968, there were eight songs in which uh, there was a number one hit, which was just, or not just, a single word that was a name of a woman. And we have Cammie and Venus are gone. As a bonus, there's two men's names that were also number one. And that's all I have cooking right now. All right. And uh I have, what are the two most common women's first names in the United States that have 10 letters or more? So far we have Marguerite, uh, but there is one left on that list. And what are the eight most wasted foods in the Western world? So far we have bread, milk, bananas, and leafy greens of various types. So we're looking to fill in the rest of that list. Uh, and the, again, the numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And Lori, I think it's your turn. Let me take a guess on the wasted foods. How about cottage cheese or regular old cheese? Either of those? Yes, regular cheese. Is okay. But people keep their cottage cheese. Okay. Uh, let's see. I have a short list question here. I have a longer one that I'll save to next week. So I always look every year at the list of the top earning dead celebrities. And they're usually people like Prince and Michael Jackson and Elvis. In 2021, three of the top 10 were authors. So the, and 
by definition, these are dead authors. So who are the three top-selling uh, authors who have passed away? They didn't pass away in 2021, who were in the top 10 earners of last year. You said they did pass away in 2021? No, they did oh, not. they did not. They so were, they were all the, dead in two, the, 2000. The fact that they are making so much money means they are still under copyright, obviously. Correct. Correct. So it's nobody that old, no Dickens or anything like that. Correct. Um, and they make tremendous, they make from 35 million up to 513 million, interestingly enough. That's the range of the three. No, Philip so, so it's K. considerable Dick. money. No. Would you say? Philip K. Dick. Not Philip K. Dick. How about um, um, To Kill a Mockingbird? Um, Harper Lee. Harper, Harper Lee's Lee. not a, she's, she, she makes a lot of money still, or her estate does, but she's not in the top 10. Or J.D. Salinger. Not Salinger either. Is uh, Peter Blatty still alive? I don't, I, I know, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, and he's not on the list. No, I, he didn't write enough, he wasn't prolific enough to make this list. Oh, uh, what about uh, Mario Puzo? No, not okay. Puzo either. I don't think, I don't think those works. I think they make a lot of money, but I don't think um, there's enough. All three of these authors have quite a number of works. Yeah. Okay, can you tell us the genre? Are there, for instance, are they mystery? Right, like Agatha Christie, for instance, is that one? It's not one, and they're not mystery writers. And um, I'll I'll wait a minute or two to see if people call in. Then I'll give you if I give a hint, it'll it'll open it up big time. So let's right. wait a minute or two for that. Um, I All will right. say this: the number one, the one who owned over five hundred million, um, his or her estate, I think, was sold either to Netflix or a production company. Oh, right, yeah, uh, Tolkien. No, it's not Tolkien. What? It surprised me. No, because Tolkien's works were sold before that. This person's works were sold last year to the movies. There's quite a few of them that have not been turned into things yet. Okay. Does that make sense? But Tolkien is closer to to the authors than any of the ones we've mentioned so far. So basically, we're talking like fantasy um, or sci-fi uh, fantasy, maybe? That's a little bit no. misleading. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be and... mysterious. Okay. I'll give a big hint in a minute. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, Zeed. So I heard earlier in the show mentioning uh, uh, Omar Sharif. And, of course, everybody knows that he's an Egyptian, one of the best-looking actors in the whole <laughs> history. But there is actually another Egyptian Hollywood actor, less known, but he acted in more movies than Omar Sharif. I know, Dana, you know it. Uh, do you want to say it? Go ahead and say it. Yes. His name is Alex yes. Darcy. Alex Darcy, great-looking man also, very good-looking man. He acted in many movies. Now, I want Dana to tell me which movie he acted leading role uh, with Melon Monroe. Uh, he was in um, 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 the... How? Uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. No, the other one. No. Um, wait a minute. How? The, how to marry a millionaire? How to marry a millionaire? Yeah, he was good looking. I, I actor in that him. movie. Okay, second question, very quickly. All right. Well, September 11, 2022, mark the year 6264 uh, head of the Egyptian New Year. 
So that's 6,264. They began the year, as we have it today, uh, seven days a week. Uh, they had a three-month period, so it's 90 days, and then three, 365 days and a quarter. One day every, every four years, the Egyptians will go on a picnic to mark that extra day. So it's sort of like the gods give them the extra day to have the beautiful. And that's kind of what, what we end up today having as Easter, sort of. All right, so the, the Egyptians used that. Uh, the used star, which star in heaven? I mean, star. Uh, it's serious. Very good, very good, <laughs> very good, very good. In fact, that's, the name of the star is Egyptian. It means the star of Isis, the goddess Isis, which is, uh, which is great. But I'd just like to make a very qu- quick comment. So, you know, 2,000 years ago, uh, C- uh, uh, Julius Caesar had b- much having fun with, with Cleopatra, uh, stole the calendar, and named it after himself, and that's what they call it, uh, Julian calendar. No, it is not. It is ancient Egyptian calendar. Thank you, guys. Always a great show. Very good to talk. Thank to you. you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. You know, after 29 years, I, I should probably make a list of the most asked questions on the show, and about eight of them are going to be for me. So, yes. but yeah. that's okay. You know. It's great. Yeah. They're very familiar, and occasionally Carrie gets the right answer. And you yeah. would think we would, yeah, know them better by now, yeah. since I've heard them so often. So, ah, interesting. And uh, okay, um, wait a minute, it's my turn, isn't it? I forgot all about that. Okay, let me give you a very quick question here. What have we got? Um, all right, there's only one movie that I could find anyway with the month November in it that has been made twice. <laughs> with the same title obviously so there's only one movie that has the word the month november in it in the title that has been made twice once in 1968 and once in 2001 well, I sweet so- november yeah. yes very yeah. good oh my yeah. god i never would have pegged you for somebody who, who uh was it like that. keanu i know i never I see it but say- i think it's keanu Reeves and charlie's Theron. that's yeah. right charlie's and Theron. I- and I think Sandy okay. Sandy Dennis in the early one, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, and I right. forget Sandy Dennis guy. and Anthony Newley, and then yeah. Charlize Theron, and and uh, they're, they're, the woman Reeves. is dying, right, and wants to have one yes. month to live. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a comedy. All right, Laurie, I'll give you a chance. Uh, do, you, do you have a quick question? I do. Um, there was uh, somebody who has been in the news lately for other things. Earlier in the year, created a, a perfume that was called Burnt Hair, the Essence of Repugnant Desire. And this was not a joke thing, which had a whole advertising campaign associated with it. Who was that person? Is it a musician? No. Oh, okay. Then all my guesses are gone. No, you'll get this. Burnt Hair, Repugnant Burnt hair, Desire. The Essence of Repugnant Desire. I thought it was a joke, but it, I mean, it, it's meant to be kind of edgy and all that. But the person is well known for being kind of edgy and all that. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? Is this it like is one not of her Gw- nonsense? No, things? that's a good guess. Okay. Yeah, it's not Gwyneth Paltrow. This person is associated with business much more than he or she is associated with um, cosmetics and beauty. Oh, is it Elon Musk? It's is it- Elon Musk. <laughs> it's Elon Musk. Her <laughs> hair, essence of repugnant desire, it seems all the more fitting. All right, very good. Right. Supreme. <laughs> I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give a hint on my author's question now. Just oh, oh, wait, no, she's still alive. Don't mind me. All three, all right, author, go ahead. All three authors, their works are illustrated. There are pictures in all three of their works or drawings. 
Okay. All right. I have to think about that. Okay. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Good evening. It's Sparky and Maddie in Connecticut. How are you all doing? Hello. Hey, Sparky. Hello. All right. The 10 letter uh, female name, Dana, how about Evangeline? Uh, no. Eh. Okay. Well, Lori, I'm going to knock off a few of your uh, I, song titles. I bet you Ready? are. The song titles. Who do you got? All right. Uh, Diana by Paul Anka. 1958. Give him a bell. Uh, Patricia by Perez Prado. That didn't, I don't think that hit number one, at least not on my list, but go ahead. It did. It did? It did. Okay. I have it on my billboard book. Okay, very good. Uh, Sheila by Tommy Rowe. Yes, 1962. Sheila says she, she loves followed me. immediately by Sherry by the Four Seasons. Excellent. Same year, same same calendar. Nice. More? Yeah. Uh, four, and that's uh, that's all I got. Okay. Very I feel good. like my bell for Venus should have covered Diana, but... <laughs> I, I'm going to say no. Well, we want two bells. We want more bells. We need more bells. Yeah, very good. Uh, just give them one and we'll we'll have it all covered. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. We're done. All right. Thank you. Right. And good night. good night. And if you want to give us a quick call, the two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. We would like to hear from you. If you have a question or answer. And um, let's see, what was I, I was just going to mention something, and of course I forgot what it was. All right, never mind, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Maybelline. Chuck Excellent. Berry. You mean the Chuck Berry? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think it hit number one, but I think it should. Oh, should've. I think I think it certainly did. Okay. I don't, but that's it. We'll check. Well, we'll you know, you didn't inter- listen to the radio station I listened to when it was hot. Probably. Although it's a great song. We'll have the intern yes. check it out. All right. That's it. Great. <laughs> Thank you. You outraged him. Uh, it went to number one on the R&B chart, but number five on the Hot 100. Okay. So well, I, I think it deserves a bell for the R&B, for sure. And it's a great song. And Janice emailed us and said... Raul Julia Roberts for Bad Santa and Steel oh. Magnolias. Is that correct? It is not. I I really kind of wish I'd written one for Raul Julia Roberts now because I love that uh, set. But no, Raul Julia was not in Bad Santa. Oh, well, he should I been. believe he was passed on by that time. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'd like to point out that Dana's reading emails tonight on the show. That's great. Right? right? That's unusual. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, what you just mentioned, Marilyn Monroe was in How to Marry a Millionaire. Do you remember right. I used that? When I, when I had my my show, I was all, all things that began with M, Margaret Mitchell, all that stuff. You don't remember, Kira? Kira. <laughs> You heard it. Uh, anyway, uh, how, how, and do I remember all your M's? Although I don't remember how to was, marry a millionaire coming. It included the, it included the candy M and M's and and Margaret Mitchell. How to marry a millionaire? Wait a minute! I, I didn't realize your... you were doing a greatest hits reel. Yeah. Now. No, no, uh, no. I, okay, we won't do that. If we're going to do that, well, actually, it, 
is Sarah Jessica Camilla Parker Bowles an answer to you one of your questions? No. For, okay. No, um, here, let's improve our vocabulary here. SOS isn't a palindrome. Do you know what SOS is? A Morse code. No, it works great with Morse code, but what is special about it? It's not, what is SOS? Dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, 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 right? Right. And the cool thing about it is you can kind of, it doesn't matter if it gets interrupted. It's the idea of making it foolproof. You know what SOS is? I don't know what the it's, question it's is. It's international Morse code for distress. Save our ship is, I think, right. what it's No, no. Save our ship is just a mnemonic. But right. really, it's not even a palindrome. It doesn't even really mean words. Right. Do, do you yeah, know what it, was it is? Cho- I mean, it was just chosen because of its... Uh, it, it would be very uh, easy to parse when you're hearing it in Morse code over and over again. Morse code okay. over and over again. Think of it this way. If a person was stranded on a beach and he wrote that, just so, think of the shapes, right? Okay, you're saying it's, that it's the same upside down as right side. Yes, okay. it's not so much forward and backward. It's upside down, and the word for that is an ambigram. Correct. Yes. Nice. Right. Not so much a palindrome as an ambigram. Okay. Here's let, let's as try it. As you said, one. why not both? Huh? <laughs> Two bells. So your question is... <laughs> oh, oh I, well, back. I was... What is SOS? You got it. Ambigram. Uh-huh. Not a, okay. But, okay, so I've got a, another word. Um, metonymy. It's a word I just learned tonight. Metonymy. Yeah, it's when you remember, use a smaller portion of a word to, or of a noun, for example, to mean the entire thing, like head of cattle. Uh, it's also right. like when you say like the White House and what it means is all the government speaking. It's something yeah, like yes, that. exactly. Because that's where I left off uh, last week when I referred to a guinea pig as also being a metonym. He's a guinea pig. The other, another example of that would be red herring. And and you said it, the White House, and in England it would be the throne yeah. or the crown. And Woody Allen made great humor of that. Remember, he said he's going to make peace with the crown. Not the, not, not the king, just the crown. Anyway. All right. So, uh, okay. so, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. And, and next call. Hi, your own minds ever matter. Hi, this is Fran. Hi, Fran. Hi, Hi uh, I'm going to... Uh, you. Two of the women's names for songs were taken. I had. I'm going to try Jolene. No, not, uh, we should check. I, I don't think it turned out to be number one. Probably, probably the not, most best-selling I'm, song of those. Great guess. Okay, how about Dawn or Ronnie by the Four Seasons? Dawn didn't. That's a great guess too. But Dawn didn't make it to number one, at least according to my list. Yeah. Okay. Barky Collins. Uh, for the women's names, uh, Dane, I'm going to try Antoinette. Say that again. Not very popular, but it has the right letters. Just, I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear that. What what was the Antoinette? Antoinette? No, not Antoinette. That's good. Didn't think so. (laughs) My question is: Is you all know the first names of um, Stalin, right? Uh, Do you know his first name? Right. Okay. How how about Trotsky? 
Leon. Yes, and how about Lenin? That's the one Vladimir. I'm asking. Vladimir. 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 Right. Vladimir. I didn't know that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Of course, that's none have... of none of those names are real. You know, you understand. They're they all changed their names. I I didn't know that. Yes. Well, anyway, everyone have a good week coming ahead, and thanks for the show. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. And uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Thomas in Berkeley. Hey, Thomas. Um, I'm going to try for some songs. Was there a song named Sarah that was popular for a while? I think there was, but it didn't crawl. It didn't make it to number one. Okay, what about Julia? By the Beatles? Yeah. I don't even know if that was released as a single. It's a great song, but it's not on my list. And my last chance is Ruby. Oh, don't take your love to town. Wasn't no, on my list. There so was some other Jennifer Jones movie, Ruby. Oh, Ruby Gentry. You mean the? Uh, yeah. The, that was a that was a big hit, but I don't. I. Yeah. That was. And Ruby was it the four fifty eight? I don't think it was. Yeah. And Ruby Tuesday was another hit, but not yeah. on the two words. Well, yeah. at least I got to talk to you guys. You Bye. did. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> All right. Okay, time to clean up here. What do we got, uh, Kira? Okay, uh, real quick, uh, Jolene was from 1973, which was part of it. And while it reached number one on the country songs, it was uh, number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100. No no fair Googling. uh, Trading places. No, I I did Google that. Yeah. Um, uh, Trading places and Revenge of the Nerds is Jamie Lee Curtis Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorted lives in the Ten Commandments. That is Olivia Newton-John Derrick. And Bad Santa and Steel Magnolias, or if you prefer TV, Futurama and Cheers, that is Lauren Tom Skerritt. Also, the uh, the song from Say Anything and Coming to America performed as bad cover versions uh, of the 1977 song, whose best-known version was a good cover from 1985, sung by one Miss Whitney Houston. That is... Anybody? No. Mm-hmm. I will always love, love you. Okay. The greatest love okay. of all. The three authors who are died and made a lot of money, they're all children's authors. Quick guesses? Nope. Doc, Dr. Seuss, Charles Schultz, and Roald Dahl. And it was his, all his work that was sold recently to Netflix. Um, the women's song titles, we have what we have left are Dominique by The Singing Nun, or Dominique and Nika Nia, Windy by The Association, and the wonderful and horrible Honey by Bobby Goldsboro, and that's what I have. All right. The two most common women's first names in the United States, but 10 letters or more, uh, Marguerite, the aforementioned, and Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Uh, The eight most wasted foods in the Western world, potatoes, bread, milk, rice, bananas, apples, cheese, and leafy greens. If we didn't get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday at 5 p.m. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Thanks to Kira Pace, technical editor Lori Fisher, teacher at Diablo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And above all, our thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call in. Please have a great week, everybody, and please join us next Sunday at 5. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>